The following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to Rudy's Revelation, Sunday, March 14th, 2021. Last week I was talking about the Ides of March, reminding folks about the foundation of our calendar and basic astrology, numerology, and prognostication with Monday in the month, both relating to the movement and phase of the moon. I probably would have been better off served to be talking about GMO, genetic mutation, and CRISPR, a gene editing technology that produces dangerous mutations. So I'm going to do that this week. I'll also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation, where CBS News Elections and Survey Director Anthony Salvanto breaks down the latest polling on why Still half the country is reluctant to get the new mRNA vaccines that supposedly protect against the novel coronavirus. Also be checking in on Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where correspondent Susan Spencer talks about insomnia and introduces us to Professor Tiffany Yip who says that black Americans get less sleep because of racism. Also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. And of course, I'll be going over the weekend headlines all in the next 30 minutes. But first, I'll be taking you back to school giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is mutation. A relatively permanent change in hereditary material that involves either a change in chromosome structure or number, as in translocation, deletion, duplication, or polyploidy, or a change in the nucleotide sequence of a gene's codons, as in Framershift or Mersenne's errors, and that occurs either in germ cells or in somatic cells but with only those in germ cells being capable of perpetuation by sexual reproduction. And the reason we're getting into all of this with the mutation is I want to bring up uh, some people know about GMO, genetically modified organism and this is from wikipedia a genetically modified organism is any organism whose genetic material has been altered using genetic engineering techniques the exact definition of a genetically modified organism and what constitutes genetic engineering varies with the most common being an organism altered in the way that does not occur naturally 
by mating or natural recombination. Doesn't occur naturally. Now, from the non-GMO project, uh, a GMO or genetically modified organism is a plant, animal, microorganism, or other organism whose genetic makeup has been modified in a laboratory using genetic engineering or transgenic technology. This creates combination of plants, animals, bacteria, and virus genes that do not occur in nature or through traditional cross-breeding methods. Organic Authority, eight reasons GMOs are bad for you. Number one, the health consequences of eating genetically modified organisms are largely unknown. Food items that contain GMOs are unlabeled in America. Number three, genetic engineering reduces genetic diversity. Number four, once the mutant genes are out of the bag, there is no going back. GMOs are not the answer for global food insecurity. Number five, number six, genetically engineered foods have not been proven to be safe, but the few studies conducted, conducted don't look so hot. The organs of rats who, are, who ate genetically modified potatoes show signs of chronic wasting. And female rats fed a diet of herbicide-resistant soybeans gave birth to stunted and sterile pups. Number seven, big biotech firms have a very sketchy track record. That's true. And number eight, GMOs require massive amounts of pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides, which are usually all cancer-causing. From the Library of Congress... Restrictions on genetically modified organisms in the European Union. And they have uh, pages and pages of here of why the European Union does not allow genetically modified products. Now, the reason we get into all of this is because of CRISPR. What is CRISPR from New Scientists? A t technology that can be used to edit genes. But they don't go into the bad stuff. And this is from Amazon. Do-it-yourself bacterial genome engineering CRISPR kit. It's currently unavailable at Amazon. All-in-one kit. You don't need anything else but water in a microwave oven. Actual genetic engineering. Learn CRISPR technology through hands-on experimentation. So this was a kit available on Amazon. Is CRISPR worth the risk? The gene editing technology CRISPR has prompted both breathless predictions of medical breakthroughs and warnings of the apocalypse. And this is from Yale Insights. In 2017, for the first time, scientists used CRISPR to repair a genetic mutation, one that could cause a heart defect in an embryo. It raises the prospect that gene editing may one day protect babies from a variety of hereditary conditions. It's sure to renew ethical concerns that some might try to design babies with certain traits, like greater intelligence and athleticism. A series of studies have suggested that CRISPR may cause cells to lose their cancer-fighting ability and that it may do more damage to genes than previously understood. That's from Yale Insights. So now we're getting to the meat of the matter. Science alert. CRISPR could be causing extensive mutations and genetic damage after all. CRISPR has been heralded as one of the most important breakthroughs in modern science. 
but there could be a hidden and potentially dangerous side effects to the wonders of his genetic editing technology. How do you think they build these gain-of-function viruses so easily and some of these vaccinations as well? This is the first systematic assessment of unexpected events resulting from CRISPR editing in therapeutically relevant cells. We have found that changes in the DNA have been seriously underestimated before now. This is not the first time scientists have raised the alarm about potential pitfalls of CRISPR. And this is from 2018 in May of that year. Or the year before, 2017, a team from Columbia University made headlines when they announced a genetic editing toolkit that could introduce hundreds of off-target mutations to the genome. Maybe that's why Amazon stopped selling that kit. And this is from the New York Times. CRISPR gene editing can cause unwanted changes in human embryos, study finds. Instead of addressing genetic mutations, the CRISPR machinery prompted cells to lose entire chromosomes. This is from uh, October 31st, 2020 by Catherine Wu. Powerful gene editing tool called CRISPR, which this month nabbed the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for two female scientists, can cause serious side effects in the cells of human embryos, prompting them to discard large chunks of their genetic material, a new study has found. Administered to the cells to repair a mutation that cause hereditary blindness, the CRISPR technology appeared to wreak havoc in about half the specimens that the researchers examined. The consequences of these errors can be quite serious in some cases. Genetic scientist at Columbia University some said some cells were so flummoxed by the alterations that they simply gave up trying to fix them, jettisoning entire chromosomes, the units into which human DNA is packaged. Affordable CRISPR app reveals unintended mutations at site of CRISPR gene repair. This is from phys.org. CRISPR causes many unwanted mutations, small study suggests. This is from New Scientist from 2017. And from Forbes, this is also from 2017, CRISPR gene editing controversy doesn't really cause unexpected mutations. Just over a month ago, in 2017, a short paper appeared in Nature Methods saying that gene editing technique known as CRISPR has a big problem. It creates unexpected mutations all over the genome. This was startling news from a technique that had been hailed worldwide. It is a dramatic breakthrough, not only because it is the easiest gene editing method yet invented, but also because it is supposedly very precise. So we're going to get into the reading recommendations. Less than 3% of you people read books. And our first book up is Seeds of Deception, Exposing Industry and Government Lies About the Safety of Genetically Engineered Foods You Are Eating. Without knowing, Americans eat genetically modified food every day, while the food and chemical industries claim that the GMO food is safe. A considerable amount of evidence shows otherwise in Seeds of Deception by Jeffrey Smith, a former executive with a leading independent laboratory testing 
for GM presence in foods documents these serious health dangers and explains how corporate influence and government collusion have been used to cover them up. Also, Seeds of Destruction, the Hidden Agenda of Genetic Manipulation by William Engdahl. This skillfully researched book focuses on the efforts of teeny sociopolitical American elite to gain control of the very basis of human survival, our daily bread. Control the food and you control the people. It's no ordinary book about the perils of GMO. Engdahl takes the reader into the corridors of power, into the back rooms of labs, behind closed doors of corporate boardrooms. He cogently reveals a diabolical world of profit-driven political injury, government corruption and coercion, where genetic manipulation and the patenting of life forms are used to gain control over the food production worldwide. Get into the headlines. Forget Noah's Ark. Scientists want to send sperm and egg samples from 6.7 million Earth species to the moon as a modern global insurance policy. This is from the Daily Mail. I don't have to explain why that, that is happening. Here from the Washington Post, don't panic. Humanity's doomsday seed vault is probably still safe. Uh, while the, why they are taking all these insurance policies, uh, they're are screwing around with uh, God's creation, and uh, they have to have an insurance policy by sending genetic material, eggs and sperm, to the moon and possibly seeds to the Antarctic to protect life forms from serious corruption and mutation. From Bloomberg, Norway reports three blood clot cases after AstraZeneca shot. Well, we know these vaccines are, the efficacy is in question and the safety also in question. Also from the Daily Mail, undisputed middleweight champion, marvelous Marvin Hagler, dies at age of 66 after one of the biggest rivals, Tommy Hearns, said he was in ICU fighting for, from the effects of the vaccine. Boxing was in mourning on Saturday night after the shock death of, one, of its one all-time greats, Marvin Hagler, just 66, after he reportedly suffered side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. Just another high-profile death uh, from the vaccine. Because uh, we heard just recently of Hank Aaron dying, Similarly, from the vaccine. This is from the AP. Virus toll similar despite governor's contrasting actions, and this is just an AP story about the lockdowns not really working. And even in some cases, the lockdowns, uh, states that had lockdowns or refused to lockdown had better results with COVID than uh, states that did lockdown. Nearly a year after California... Governor Gavin Newsom ordered the nation's first statewide shutdown because of the coronavirus. Masks remain mandated. Indoor dining and other activities are significantly limited, and Disneyland remains closed. By contrast, Florida has no statewide restrictions, and Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has prohibited municipalities from fining people who refuse to wear masks. And Disney World has been open since July. Despite the differing approaches, California and Florida have experienced almost identical outcomes in COVID case rates. What does Evolve 
This is from Newsweek. What has evolved human security firm backed by Bill Gates to go public in SPAC merger? Evolve uses sensors and artificial intelligence to scan visitors to venues, pitch as an alternative to screening via traditional metal detectors. Welcome to the New World Order. From U.S. Uh, News and World Report, Bill Gates backed Evolve to go public via blank check merger in a $1.7 billion deal. Originally reported by Reuters, Bill Gates-backed crowd safety technology provider Evolve Technology will go public through a merger with a blank check company in a deal that values the equity of the combined company at about $1.7 billion. From Blaze Media, Trump strikes back at the GOP in latest statement directly to his followers, no more money for rhinos. From DW, Coronavirus Digest, China issues vaccine passport. The identification for Chinese citizen is said to be the world's first coronavirus passport. We saw this coming a year ago. Even, even before the outbreak of the coronavirus, we saw this coming. China launched a digital certificate program Tuesday for travelers who have been vaccinated against the coronavirus. The vaccine passport will show a user's current vaccination status as well as COVID-19 test results. Um, By the way, COVID stands for Certificate of Vaccination Identification. There is no D in coronavirus, is there? Where does the D come from in this acronym? COVID. So when they introduced this acronym shortly after the coronavirus outbreak, So they already had this in mind. From the Wall Street Journal, U.S. budget deficit widened to $1 trillion from October through February. Spending rose 25%, tax collection rose 5% in the first five months of the fiscal year. $1 trillion budget deficit. That ain't good, folks. Um, I don't care what you think or how you way economics, but uh, a trillion-dollar budget deficit is, is not a good thing. From the Chronicle, ICE asked for volunteers to deploy the border as soon as this weekend to cope with surge. From CNN Business, Pentagon and senior members of military call out Tucker Carlson for mocking women serving in the armed forces. His words don't reflect our values. And, of course, this is by Oliver Darcy and Barbara Starr. Is she still around? Holy shit. Um, basically what Tucker Carlson said was, uh, here's a quote from him. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. Of course it is. It's like a troll for the Chinese. I mean, pregnant women and flight suits. I mean, what's the, the fact, and he was really making a statement of the fact that This is what the Pentagon is announcing. Their big breakthroughs about how they have different hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Who cares about that? You care about operation readiness. From ABC News, this is a transcript from Joe Biden's uh, remarks, which he delivered on the anniversary of the pandemic. And I just wanted to scroll down to the part that stuck with me. He says, quote, we will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. So the federal government is going to issue 
guidance on what you can and cannot do once and if you're vaccinated. And this ties right into the vaccination passports and the Sesame Credit Score or Social Credit Score, where if you're a good little plebe, you could do stuff. And if you're a dissident, um, if you're not thrown in jail, you can't buy or sell. It's basically the mark of the beast. Going to turn to the New York Times. Stimulus bill transforms options for state and local governments. And this is exactly what the Republicans were saying, that the majority of this COVID relief bill was to bail out failing states and cities, mostly Democrats. So $350 billion out of the $1.9 trillion uh, goes to state and local governments. So they have put together a wish list in this article by Manny Fernandez and Sabrina Tavernes. Vaccines are here, so is reckless behavior. There are so many reasons to feel hopeful, and yet so many reasons to still hold firmly to anxiety. A mask fatigue set in, and more arms get jabbed. It's easy to forget that plenty of New Yorkers are still vulnerable. And basically, this is a story I read through by Ginia Belafonte, and it talks about people, um, particularly the store owner, who says there's got to be a way to tell if people come in not wearing their masks, they say they've been vaccinated, and um, there's no way to really know that if they're lying or not. So there's got to be a way to know whether they've been vaccinated. Going back to the vaccine passport, the mark to buy or sell. Police shrugged off the Proud Boys until they attacked the Capitol. Two Proud Boys accused of leading a mob to Congress followed a bloody path to get... So whatever, the reason the Proud Boys were even formed was um, that when other right-wing or prayer protesters or people wanted to go out uh, and were confronted by Antifa, uh, they would get beat up by Antifa. And so the Proud Boys kind of organized as Western chauvinists by Gavin McGinnis to go out there and um, and to take on Antifa. In any case, we leave you in the Sunny Review, where we're going to touch on one specific, the Sunny Review, um, the week our reality broke. And so they have a bunch of different um, op-ed pieces that basically shines a light on all the good things that happened during this lockdown, which was completely uncalled for and was basically a beta drill um, for what's coming. So hold on to your hats, folks. But the one I'm concentrating here on is we learned what was possible across America the past year has seen radical experiments in housing, criminal justice, education, and more They've worked out pretty well, says Rachel Cohen. And here's the article. Um, The coronavirus made the radical possible and that we should reset to save the planet um, because all the things that the lockdowns brought, they brought a lot of good things. And she's talking about radical um, transformations in housing Basically, people didn't have to pay rent. Criminal justice, um, defunding police, and uh, bailing out 
people that should be really be uh, in jail or at least be in jail until they go to court. So they're justifying these lockdowns as they want to do in the reset. They want to come and start shutting down things for the good of the planet. Anthony Salvanto, CBS News Elections and Surveys Director, and he's going to show you a bunch of polls um, that basically say 50% of the population, a little under 50% of the population, don't want to get the vaccine. And most of them, some of them say maybe, and some of them say no, but if you look at the stats, it's about half the population don't want to take the vaccine for a number of reasons, and we'll see why. We are seeing the trend line in willingness to get the vaccine going up. It's been going up over recent months and weeks. So you've got a majority now saying if they haven't gotten it already, that yes, they will get it. But there are still some who are hesitant, some on the fence with maybe and some outright no. And one of the key things we're seeing here, Margaret, is that that is related to partisanship. You've got Democrats saying that they'll get it. You've got most independents, but there is that more reluctant reluctance relatively among Republicans and in particular younger Republicans under 65. So as they become eligible for, to get the vaccine, we're really going to have to watch whether they change their minds on it. We ask them why they're still hesitant. They say, well, it's still untested. Well, they're worried about the side effects. Some don't trust the government or don't trust the science on it. So that's something we really want to watch, even though I should add, we also asked and a majority of Americans give the Trump administration at least some credit for spurring that vaccine development. And here's where it all ties back to the economy, too. When people say, when are they going to feel comfortable venturing out, going out, spending more, it's when most in their community are vaccinated and when cases get even more rare. So it's that hesitancy we're going to have to watch to see if then that economic outlook comes together, Margaret. So goes the virus, so goes the economy. Thank you very much. So let's leave you with... Um the CBS Sunday morning, Susan Spencer talks about insomnia and talks to uh, Professor Tiffany Yip, who makes the claim that black Americans get less sleep because of racism. Consider this a wake up call. If you're like millions of other Americans, you're probably losing out on hours of sleep and COVID induced stress is only making matters worse. What is the impact of cumulatively just not sleeping enough? We see chronic sleep deprivation linked to things like cardiovascular disease, um, cancer, obesity, you know, a whole host of health disparities that sort of fall along the same lines that we're seeing for sleep disparity. It's even worse for African Americans. Says Fordham University psychology professor Tiffany Yip, who studies racial sleep discrepancies. Quite consistently, black Americans are sleeping less than any other racial ethnic group. How big are these disparities? We found an hour difference. So black Americans were sleeping an hour less than Asian Latinx indigenous and white individuals. <laughs> That's an entire night's sleep lost every week. Professor Yip puts some of the blame 
on the stress of racism. How does discrimination play into insomnia? So discrimination um, is a form of stress. And we know that stress sort of starts psychophysiological processes in the body. It could mean things like um, tossing and turning when you're trying to fall asleep, playing an event over and over in your head. So it's just another example of where we're seeing communities of color dealing with more challenges. One challenge for all of us is knowing when to see a therapist. Time for us, Rudy's Revelation. See you next week. Check us out, Twitter and Facebook. And of course on YouTube. See you next week.